Welcome to Esoterica, the podcast, and the famous folks here. I'm Craig Phillips. I'm Aaron Christian. And um, Aaron, who do we have coming on today? So we have joining us today the culinary producer of The Mythical Kitchen and host of the podcast A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, Nicole Hendezada. Wait, A uh, Hot Dog is a Sandwich? Yeah. Okay, I think I like her already because... Yeah. <laughs> I, I think... I think we have to have a conversation with her about uh, what is and what is not considered cube rule worthy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a theme all season, so. Yeah, what better way to end the debate than uh, end it before season two starts and we continue to fight about it? And bring in an actual culinary expert as opposed exactly. to some Twitter person and these two knuckleheads, meaning us. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, all right. So, Nicole, um, she's from Mythical Morning, which is um, an offshoot of... Of Good Mythical Morning with Rhett and Link. So, it's their, their Mythical Kitchen. I think they started that within the past, like, six months or so, but maybe even longer. Nicole, don't kill me um, if I got that wrong. But she's sharing with us uh, the album Black Sands by English DJ Bonobo. So, um, really, really fun album to listen to, and I suggest you go ahead and do that if you haven't done so yet and then listen to Nicole and us talk about it. Awesome. So let's bring on Nicole. Joining us today is Nicole Hendezada, who's the culinary producer of uh, Mythical Kitchen and the host of A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. Hi, Nicole. Hi. How are you gentlemen doing today? Doing pretty good. Fourth of July, can't complain. Happy Fourth of July. Same to you. <laughs> First time I've been home for the Fourth of July in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I don't think I'm leaving the house for, for any reason whatsoever. Not to get hot dogs, not to get burgers, not to look at fireworks. I'm just going to sit in my room for the majority of the day. Maybe watch some YouTube videos. That's pretty much all I'm going to do. That's a solid plan. That's all I ever do anyways. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, the first question we usually ask everyone that comes on the show is, um, you know, given the current global situation, how has the current pandemic affected your life? Well, I don't really leave the house very often. I, I live with my parents to this day, and my parents are a little bit older, so I've taken um, a lot of precautions just to stay at home as much as I can. I have been going on a lot of walks, which is quite lovely. I've been exploring Los Angeles a lot more. I actually went on a great little hike around Griffith Observatory, like down Ferndale uh, Road, it was really lovely. I've been on the internet a lot. I've been cooking at home a lot, more than I usually do. So it's been okay. You know, I haven't been personally affected by, by COVID at all, thank God, and I hope to not be at all. But so far, it's been okay. It's been annoying, but we kind of have to do what we have to do and stay home. So I'm doing okay. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Two months ago, I said to Aaron, wouldn't it be fun if we reached out to famous people and asked them about their favorite music? No. <laughs> that's, that's what we've been doing with ourselves. And then I got really hungry one night and started watching Mythical Kitchen. I'm like, wouldn't it be fun to have, you know, somebody from that show on? And I'm so glad that you uh, were able to come on and spend some time with us. Oh, so. of course. I'm glad you guys watch. It's it's a really fun, uh, like, environment. We basically just get to do whatever we want which that kind of creative freedom I've never really experienced before. So I'm having a kick-ass time at Mythical Kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, you know, 
seeing when you guys are uh, talking about, you know, I've, I've never not measured so many things before, or, or, you know, just so many norms that you're just breaking on the show. So, it's oh really my cool. gosh, it's, it's a lot of feeling. We cook by feeling at Mythical <laughs> Kitchen. <laughs> so, um, you, you podcast as well. Um, yeah, what's, it, what's it been like for you podcasting during this time? Any, any change to that, or are you finding it easier to do? So I was used to working with a big crew of people. We had sound mixers, we had producers, directors, because um, I've never done anything podcast related before in my existence. I, I've never put headphones on to speak in a microphone. I've never experienced that before. And whenever I, I we transitioned into the stay at home mode, I basically had to learn how to do all that stuff myself in my room. So I was like finding out what like levels are. I learned how to format an SD card. I learned, I just learned so much that I had no idea how vital it was to record a podcast Mm -hmm. until I finally got to experience it myself. And it was so interesting. I had no idea how much goes into actually recording and making sure like your stuff goes into like, the, the interweb and stuff, it's so detailed. And I didn't know that until I actually learned how to do like 80% of it myself. So that was interesting. Yeah, I think we, we recorded our first episode of our podcast. We were in a, uh, what was it, a cabin down at a, a, a camp, a scout camp. Nice. And so we just did it on our phone, and we've come a long way since then, that's for sure. But Yeah, got a cool background and everything. It says yeah, we got, we got our own logo. We, we feel so cool now. Um, so the reason why we asked you on the show is because we asked you, uh, to pick a esoteric, you know, kind of unknown album, but something that kind of, you know, is your favorite, uh, of that, you know, what you can get out of something being esoteric. Um, so you picked Black Sands by the English DJ Bonobo, 2010 release. Um, Mm -hmm. can you speak to maybe what kind of like, you know, relationship you have with the album? Sure. So I'm a big music nerd. Ever since I was a a kid and I found out what Napster was and what LimeWire was, I would just (laughs) download, like, I know this sounds horrible, but I would download, like, tens of thousands of songs. And I I took pride in having a really full library of music, no matter what it was. So I would, like, Google, (laughs) so silly, I would Google, like, longest songs ever recorded. And I would, like, go and download that off of LimeWire just to have that. By the way, uh, uh, the longest song I had on there was Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner by Iron Maiden. (laughs) And um, I just love music so much. But that song, that album in particular, I just, I was listening to, I watched Adult Swim when I was a kid a lot. So uh, in the middle of their, like, ad breaks and stuff, they would have really, really cool music in between it. So I would Google, like... uh, Adult Swim ad music, and then I found out this song, Kong by Bonobo, and I just like became obsessed with that whole, with that whole entire album, and I bought it. I physically bought the copy, and I would listen to it in my car every single time I would drive. From the second, like it doesn't matter where I was going to the grocery store, if I was going to school, didn't matter. I would just listen to that obsessively and I just fell in love with it it was just such easy listening for me I think is what I really Mm. liked it would just allow me to turn my brain off and just coast and just chill and relax which I really really enjoyed with that kind of music so so I'm on new uh, wow I'm on vacation in New Hampshire at the moment and um when I listened to it just before having you on um 
I got a very similar vibe of that. Um, just shut your brain off and relax. And, you know, there's like mountains and stuff around me. So it helps that vibe a little bit more. But and I can kind of relate to the whole the car thing, too, because I, I find there are you know certain albums or certain songs that, that I like that, you know, I relate with certain trips I drove to in the car because I had that song on. And now whenever I have that, it's always that that moment or something like that. So um, I forget where my point was there. But yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, thinking I feel I- like- Go ahead, Mad Wander. Go ahead. <laughs> I say I, we the, the last person we spoke to with was Freddie Johnston, and he was asking if we had a suggestion for him of music he could just kind of zone out to, and I, I think we have a pick for him now. Oh, awesome! <laughs> yeah, I've always liked down tempo, uh, trip hop, turntablism, that kind of music. I've always really resonated with, and I've always really enjoyed. So anything that kind of allows me to chill out. And just enjoy the beat. I, I also really enjoy repetitive beats. I've learned um, music that's repetitive and and really calming and has a has a nice even flow to it. Really, really speaks to me. Do you have a favorite track on this album? For sure, Kong. Kong by Bonobo is my jam. <laughs> that was the one I I when I was listening to it, I had to go back on Spotify. I'm like, what is the name of this one? So I know to go back and do it. And it was that one. So. <laughs> awesome yeah and there's a few uh guest singers on there too and i i I don't know the name of the artist that's the guest that's the singer on it but her voice just is so melodic and matches perfectly Mm. with the music and it and again i don't really zone out to music that has lyrics in it but her voice is so calming and so melodic and so relaxing that it really adds to the down tempo nature of it so it's just a perfect album, in my opinion. <laughs> and, and like, I, I personally, like, you know, we I feel like people my age don't really listen to full albums anymore. We just kind of get songs that we enjoy here and there. But that album just really, really is something I can listen to from front to back. No mm. problem. Absolutely. So to shift gears just a little bit. Well, no, sure. a lot of it, I guess. But we're going to shift gears for a second. So given that you're the first culinary expert that we've had on the show, and on, on your podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, um, mm-hmm. you had an episode called Our Pop-Tarts Ravioli, and you had another one, is Cereal Soup. Yes. So we've discussed on this show at length uh, something called the Cube Rule. Have you heard of that before? Um, is, it, is it the one that says a taco is a, is a, a hot dog is a taco? Is that the one? Something along those lines. It's, 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 yeah, it's um, explaining what, what, a, um, what a, like defining foods based upon the starch located around it. Yeah, I've seen it before, but I haven't studied it. So it's erroneous. Well, it's <laughs> all you need to know is it's erroneous. So I, basically, I wanted to ask what your opinion would be on defining foods based upon where the starch is located around them. Uh, I don't know if I would define anything based on the starch because when you think about it, uh, there's so much modernity in food. Like a pho burrito is like mm-hmm. really, really big right now. Like putting noodles in a burrito. I don't know if that necessarily changes the landscape of a burrito. Is yeah. does is putting the noodles in it making it fun or is it still a burrito? Is it a wrap at that point? Who knows? I think it's up to the intention of the chef and the restaurateur that's doing the actual cooking to define it, more so than the, the general public. Hmm. That's how I like to lead most of yeah, these could... podcasts. I think about the intention of the chef. There's there's a whole website that goes on about uh, what the cube rule is using quotes from Twitter and, and stuff, but I don't think Twitter is a good uh, 
good, good thing to explain uh, exactly what food is. Although apparently the state of New York defines that a hot dog is a sandwich. So I don't think I'm ever going to define a hot dog as a sandwich. And I don't think I should. I don't think that's up to me. I think it is up to the collective in that sense. The collective should decide. And once we mm-hmm. get to that point, I think society will just collapse and no longer exist. Has anybody thought to ask the hot dog what it wants to be? See, you're asking the real questions. Right. <laughs> and it's funny because it, Aaron has insisted on, on numerous times that a hot dog is a taco because the argument that they had on the cube rolls that it's surrounded on three sides by starch, but I would argue that that roll is bifurcated and it's just a hinge. It's not a side. Yeah, I think a taco is a very, it's a regional food and should be treated as such. And it's so iconic that it should be respected as a taco. I think calling a hot dog as a taco is kind of sacrilegious. I'm sorry, Aaron. I understand where you're that's, coming that's from, okay. but I, I just, disagree with you 150%. <laughs> the, the cube rule is a big part of my life, and I'm very much offended. I'm joking, of course. Um, <laughs> I guess I got to study the cube rule next time I come on this podcast so I can really get into depth. There's there's a website I will I will shoot to you and you can get really right into depth. They have, they have diagrams and all. <laughs> Great, can't wait. Is it going to say that a that a bread bowl is a is a hot dog? A, a bread bowl, I think it's a, a bread bowl is what a quiche or something like that. Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah, it's, these whatever. people are crazy. <laughs> They're nuts. They're not. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like a pie. It can be a quiche. It can be uh, a taco. It, there's like three different things that a pie can be, depending on whether yeah. it's an open face pie, closed face, or it's a slice. And I'm like, what? A pie is yeah, a pie. This is like highbrow shit for me, man. Just give me a slice of pie and I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. And it's cereal soup. Um, are, are we getting into that argument? Because I don't, I don't know if we want it. Because we, we almost <laughs> got fist fight about that, Chris. Uh, <laughs> colonial suspension. That's is that how we defined it? In the yeah. beginning, I was convinced that cereal is not soup, and then my lovely, lovely co-host Josh Sherrett, uh twisted it, chopped it, screwed it, uh, ruined my whole outlook on life. And then I agreed that cereal is soup, which is how the podcast normally goes. I'm set in my intentions, and then he creates what if scenarios, and my brain just goes, and then, uh, and then I agree with him. <laughs> something I love about Josh on the show is that he just knows how to break something down uh, to the point where even somebody like me can understand what's going on. So it's nice. 100%. That's kind of his MO. And that's why we love him. <laughs> so you get a challenge, Aaron, because you have yet to convince me that cereal is a soup. I'm no Josh. Maybe, sure. maybe sure. Cocoa Krispies because it turns the milk brown, but. Okay, see, there's room for there's there's room to learn, and that's what's great about you. Yeah, yeah. I can grow as a person. <laughs> yes, you can grow. That's what this podcast is about: growth. It grow. is. <laughs> um, so, what is? At some point, we're hoping that things will go back to to the way we remember them. Um, mm-hmm. What's next for you in the mythical kitchen? Um, Honestly, just to keep cooking. You know, just come up with new concepts and keep it fresh and and just entertain people through the medium of food, I think, is the way to go. Because, you know, everyone at Mythical Kitchen, Josh, Trevor, who is a wonderful 20-year-old, brilliant, funny, talented kid. I call him a kid, but he's 20 years old. And all three of us are just 
really, really passionate about food. And aside from being passionate about food, we love making people laugh. That's like our, our <laughs> undecided mission in life is just to make people laugh and to make people happy. So I think doing that through the medium of food is all we want to do. It's the most important thing for us. Yeah, I, I just recently found out that he was 20 and I'm also 20 and that we're the same age. And it's weird seeing people do things that are my age like that. So <laughs> makes me feel like, wow, Trevor's up here. And then I got to I got to I got to figure myself out. No, um, Trevor, Trevor's the best. He's a he's a young whippersnapper. <laughs> so if there's one thing you'd like to see come out of the, the whole world after this pandemic experience, what would it be? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. That's a great question. I guess, uh, uh, wear your mask when, when people say to wear your mask, is, is that a good one? Hey, you know, it would prevent people from getting sick, right? I yeah. Think that's a good think, thing to uh, take out of it. I think wearing a mask on your face for a little bit isn't that big of a deal. You know, I think that's the, the takeaway from this, like mm. wearing a mask when you go out to the grocery store is not a big deal just wear it you know use hand sanitizer wash your hands for 20 seconds just do things to keep others safe i think is one thing that we should learn i guess keep mm. the people you love and people you don't love keep your respect thy neighbor and you know keep keep things safe and clean so this doesn't happen again also make a vaccine yeah. one of you people listening to this someone make a vaccine <laughs> Oh my God. I, I just happened to, you know, this, this is the thing about social media that I love what we're doing right now. That, that, mm -hmm. That's awesome and powerful. But the flip side of that, like town groups on Facebook is, are a little cesspool. And I just saw yesterday people in our own town, um, someone put up a poll, would you take a vaccine if they have one? And like 70% mm -hmm. were like, no. I'm like, so you want to do this for the rest of your life? You want to just keep wearing masks and not being able to go to the restaurant? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm also, I'm in an L.A. mommies group. Yo, it gets messy in there. There is, like, so much drama. It's wonderful. It really keeps me entertained. That's the one thing I've been doing during this pandemic that I love. I've just been uh, searching up L.A. mommy groups and laughing at the, at the absurdity of how people talk to each other it's so ridiculous people are mean on the internet oh they are they, they are. wouldn't dare say a thing to you in person but on the internet they're all keyboard warriors i was gonna say keyboard warriors so rude people are just not nice out there man behind <laughs> the computers um so nicole i want to thank you so much for uh taking some time out of your fourth of july to talk to us and you know chit chat oh, about life in the cube roll and you know telling me i'm wrong with the sandwich thing um <laughs> I, <laughs> really that's thank you the, so that's much that's the exact happy dance I do I go I win I win every time I win one of the debates on a hot dog is a sandwich I do that same little shimmy nice I, I'll wait for the day when I can do my own happy dance <laughs> <laughs> but Nicole thank you so much and um, yeah of course thank you for having yeah. me I have homework for you guys by the way to listen to some albums can I send some your way yes oh, please, yeah, please can I tell yeah. you some right now can I just oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. absolutely Okay, hold on one second. I'm going to go into my notes folder. Can you still hear me? Yes. Cool. Okay. Um, these are some weird, uh, not-so-popular albums that I want you guys to listen to. Um, Jungle. I mean, I mean the, the artist is Jungle. The album is Forever. Chet Faker, Build on Glass. Cronbin, Con Todo el Mundo. 
99.9% by Kate Trinata, Malibu by Anderson Pack, The Man with the Iron Fist soundtrack, which is an amazing soundtrack that has a Bad, Bad, Not Good, Kanye, some people from Wu-Tang Clan, and uh, So How's Your Girl by Handsome Boy Modeling School, aka anything that uh, Dan the Automator has oh. worked on. It's really great. So Handsome Boy Modeling School, um, we interviewed uh, a little while ago now, Alexander Sadig, who is Dr. Bashir on Deep Space Nine. Oh, um, cool. Okay. That was one of his picks. He's like, he absolutely loved that band. That, I mean, anything Dan the Automator does is crazy, but Handsome Boy Modeling School is also one of those albums where I listened to one song of it and it just opened up a whole musical world for me. So great. I'm glad he has good taste. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was awesome having Nicole on. Uh, she was she was really fun to talk to. I, I am super psyched. She's the first guest we've had on that ended their interview with homework for us. I I wrote them down, and I am going to spend my car ride home listening to all of the things that she mentioned, so this will be a fun time. Well, if you were good enough to write them down, um, shoot me a copy, because I didn't write them down. But um, <laughs> I figured we have the audio, so we could listen to it again. But, um, yeah, we could probably do that, too. That's awesome. That'll help round out our playlist, too, which amongst all the other social media out there, we have uh, Aaron um, and I put together a curated um, playlist on Spotify, um, taking highlights from all of our both our regular episodes and our famous folk um, episodes. So make sure you check that out. Esoterica, the playlist. In the meantime, we will see you when our next episode of Esoterica, the podcast comes out. Keep an eye on when exactly that is because we're not sure right now yeah if uh it should be web waller right yeah probably (laughs) this is one of the things about recording in the future yeah this is this is the problem with recording in advance but in the meantime uh enjoy yourself stay esoteric make sure you check out esoteric of the podcast.com for all our various social media um our live streams our regular show and our regular show will be returning for season two on, on we have a t- august 5th Yay! so keep an eye out for that um but actually now in the meantime stay esoteric and buy a goddamn t-shirt <laughs> <laughs>